Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney, and I have Kyle Reed Storm here. How are you, sir? I am doing good, man. Good to be on the show. Awesome. So before we get started, because I do this almost with every... Um, guys, I've been a part of a, a, a couple of masterminds in my life, uh, Arte, uh, you know, a couple groups, different ones. But I would have to say that if you are a dad, and I'm just talking to dads right there, and you are not in front row dads group. Um, I've probably been interviewed like seven to eight, uh, front row dads, Mike's a friend. I would say pound for pound is the best group of dedicated driven family businessmen I've ever met in my entire life. I said family on purpose first, mm -hmm. uh, because it's what they preach. So, um, do you, you know, uh, Kyle, if they wanted to check that out, where would they go? I just wanted to get it out of the way. Yeah, man. Well, first off, I now have a lot of big shoes to fill. So I'm going to, you know, expectations are high because I am a front row dad as well. But uh, yeah, the, the gateway drug to being a front row dad is the podcast. So check out the front row dads podcast. John Broman does it. And a, he has on a bunch of front row dads, but also some amazing guests on there. And it just gives you a good feel of what uh, the six pillars of being a part of that group is all about. And, and the motto you, you touched on it, Austin, the motto is men trying to be family men with businesses, not the other way around. You know, that's, that's kind of the catch line that gets everybody in it. And it's cool to be a part of a group of guys that are focused like that. I love it. So if we want to tell your story or we want to start your story, where would we do that? Um, I, I would say that man, uh, being a family man, being a dad, being married is maybe even a good place to start because we could go all the way back. But man, getting into where I wanted my life to go, that really started with the first real relationship in my life. That was like, holy smokes, I'm not just casting vision for myself. It's 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 now uh, I'm, I'm leading, you know, and that that forces you to grow. I think that there's some cool parts of life that are just like built in places where you have to grow. Like even people that aren't like personal growth junkies, you know, Austin, like maybe you and I that are seeking it and they're just growth mindset, like getting married or being in a serious relationship, you have to be better. You know, you're just, you're just, you have to show up more being a dad. You have to show up more. You have to get rid of vices in your life. You have to, you know, seek leadership and vision. And so that's kind of a cool place to start for me. Um, that journey started for me in 2015, which ironically was the same year I got into real estate out of engineering and then uh, was down, started down the entrepreneurial path. And man, I've just been trying to lean into it ever since. In 2018, my wife and I created a vision, which is kind of the sign you see behind me, the passive 25K vision. We, we said, we got to put a line in the concrete, not the sand that moves. Um, and it's going to be $25,000 a month. And once we have the income streams for that, we need to turn them so that we need to turn on the passivity button for those. And we believe that, you know, a financially free or a life of financial freedom truly allows people and us, you know, truly allows us to step back, have options and, uh, and do the things 
that are really meaningful, impactful, purposeful. So that's what we put out there, man. We put that out there about four years ago and everything we've been doing has been heading in that direction since. There's a key word in all that you said at the very end there, options. And I think, you know, my biggest issue of coaching as many people as I have and just being in the space and, and you know, doing 900 plus podcasts, talking to everybody is that um, I just finished uh, 10X is, is better than 2X by Benjamin oh, Hardy, my yeah, favorite. Man. Dan Sullivan's my, my, my jam. I've wrote every Dan Sullivan book. The stuff that people don't know about, he writes little 100-page books that are just insane. Dollar, yeah. dollar. Uh, <laughs> built an entire company off of one of his dollar books. And he says, he says basically like, the, he said the only time that any entrepreneurs ever got in trouble was infeasible deadlines. And, you know, I do this with my clients, right? Like if I said to you, like, Kyle, I need you to hit your 25K passive income line in six months. You'd be like, whoa, dude, let's, let's slow down. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if I said, I need you to hit it in 25 years, you'd be like, oh, I could crush that. Okay. Well then can you do it in four years? And it's like, yeah. we just haven't, like dude. we're, we're investing and we're behaving as if this is a six month thing that we're trying on. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong, dude. There's, there's a book. Vivid vision, that one really rocked my world because I loved the idea that having a 12 month goal, uh, a year can go by what seems to be like fast. Mm -hmm. And five years seems a long, like a long time. But he talks about in that book a three year vision, and three years is 12 quarters. And I mean, that is that's been a very powerful vision creator for, for us in our personal life and for our businesses just to have like, what's our vivid vision. So a lot of our businesses right now have a 25, 2025 vivid vision. And uh, yeah, it's been what powerful. You've created is what I try to get my clients to. It's like, what you're saying is I'm not stopping with the 25, but what I call it is called the stair step. You want to get to the 25 because like, if I said to you, let's do 50 K mm -hmm. and you're like, well, hold on. Like, yeah, I could get there. But like, when I get to 25, my needs and wants might be different than just going past the 25, right? Let me stand on yes. this plat plateau, see out and go, you know what? I'm good. I need yeah. a break. You know, well, I think dude, a lot of people create weird goals and, and they don't, and that's why they're not fulfilled. You're, you're, you're hundred percent right on this. Like I need, there's a piece of integrity to this too, Austin. Like I have to say something and then do it. How many entrepreneurs we just keep doing more and it seems ambitious and it seems like you're like, yeah, do more, but you really never did the last thing that you said, you know, like I want to get, a, I always say the verbiage. Are you trying to talk about finish. my entire, my first 10 years of business? Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 I could tell you what my, my mentor told me, greatest story ever. His first mentor ever was this crazy guy who sold insurance. Um, and he said, he said, he came to him, he's like 22 and he worked for him for like six months. And he said, man. He's like, dude, you're a, he's like, you're, you're a deadbeat. You're a deadbeat dad. And he was like, whoa, whoa, dude, I don't even have kids. And he goes, no, you got half pregnant ideas all over town. <laughs> Man. And he said it rocked him because he realized that he actually never finished anything. And that's a, that is a personality trait of entrepreneurs, like, like this type of personality and so like, there's some self-awareness in that, like to know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get excited about the beginning and, you know, maybe get to some early steps, but like implementation and definitely finishing is not a high. The, the, the internal confidence that you and your wife will share, knowing that you set a goal, 
seeked it out, did the steps to it. That is far greater than the 25K. And that, to be honest with you, in my opinion, could take you from 25 to 100 when previously you could only go from zero to 25. Mm. I, dude, I agree. And that's actually what we're feeling. And it's cool to be, we, we just started going public with this vision in 2022. That's when we created our podcast, the Passive 25K Podcast. That's when we started doing things and saying, hey, our mission state, we changed our mission statement to building wealth through passive income for ourselves and others was added because we're like, we need to be a lighthouse for this stuff if we're going to be trying it as well. So having people come into our world that are trying to do the same thing, being in the fight, not like being the person that I did, went there, did it. And now I'm going to, you know, I want to, I want to be that someday, but it's interesting draw being in it because you start to be able to teach and talk about and mastermind on the lessons you're learning real time. Like just with money relationship, man, definitely with creating business and finding new opportunities and, and underwriting opportunities. But then even like, one of the greatest ways to create cash flow in your life is debt reduction. You know, that's not fun to talk about. One of the ways that you can get an amazing passive income source is just to save a bunch of money, save 2 million bucks and put it in an index fund. That's pretty passive, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So. Well, we, we, we've created a, we've created, you know, we've created complexity where it doesn't need to be. Right. And, and so, you know, you know, six months ago I wasn't running, a, you know, we went from 18 employees to 50 in a hundred days. You know, we're, we're, we're on, you know, we're on pace to double, you know, the business and maybe triple the business that we bought. I mean, we're talking big numbers here, right? And we, all this stuff, marketing strategy and all this dumb stuff. And I'm like, look guys, here's the game. Okay. It's really simple. I tell my, my management staff, we're going to sell a product, a service. We're going to do the service. We're going to send a bill and we're going to collect it. <laughs> and we're going to do that a lot. And then boom, we're going to create all of our things and you're mm. going to do it with a smile. I don't need the complexity to this. And I'm, I'm the king of out of the box complexity thinking, but there's two things that have happened, right? We're, we're buying businesses that have been around for 15 to 20 years, right? A startup needs fire, passion, gladiator stuff, right? Fervor, energy, vision, you know what a business needs that's been in business for 22 years? It needs you to not mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> it needs calmness. And so I've had to check myself. And, and so what, what, you're, what you're talking about, the passive income, this is why we're doing what we're doing. I spent seven, eight years in real estate and I got sick of raising money. I got sick of lenders. I got sick of mortgage rates, the way they're going. So what we decided to do is we're going to go out and buy cash flowing businesses and we're going to be our own bank and then take the profits of the business and put it into real estate. Mm. So now we're going to be our own bank, right? And so what my number one goal in the company, this is what you're talking about. My number one goal is to get the owners to a number passively where guess what? When everybody's taken care of and everybody's happy, guess what? The options are unlimited because we're not making any decisions based off of emotions anymore. Yeah, man. Right now, right now you're clawing, right? You're you're trying to figure it out. You're doing things that maybe you shouldn't be doing. And really that 25k is not 25k that you're talking about. It's a peace of mind in your head to then make a move on solid footing. And not a lot of people do that. Dude, 100% and it's it's so interesting to hear what you just said too, Austin, like you are now move, moving towards 
cash creation business. I'd be interested to get your take on this too. I had someone recently say this. I want to, I want to see for two guys that are real estate guys, I'll call us that, you know, I had someone say, I think, you know, I don't, I think you're thinking of your real estate portfolio as a business, Kyle. And I said, well, yeah, I definitely am. And we run it like our business, you know, we run our, we have a midterm rental portfolio, short-term rental, long-term rental portfolio. We run them like we run all our businesses. He says, I never, I never considered it a business. I considered it an alternative investing strategy. If you want cash flow, you need to buy a business. And he said, well, if you want net worth in alternative investing, you need to buy real estate. And, you know, I look back and your real estate portfolio can kind of can become a cash eating monster where, uh, you know, then it has months where it can be an amazing cash flow machine. So I was like, I was kind of hit both angles on, on that concept. I don't know what this your is, thoughts. Are. This is like probably my favorite conversation I've had in a while because <laughs> the nuance is so subtle and I hope people are picking up on it. And if you aren't, I'm sorry, cause I'm having a blast. So the reason that we switched is, is the reason that we've switched our narrative is twofold. One, um, raising money to get large real estate done. I'm still beholden to other people. I don't like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm still the beggar in the streets. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm not providing value. It's just not my, it's just not my game. I've never seen something where the levers can be twisted so quickly that you can see significant jumps that you can in a business. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what he's saying. There are parameters around the structure of real estate that don't allow you to make these massive jumps, right? Um, and so yeah. like, I can take this $3.7 million HVAC company, plumbing company, and I can turn it into 12 million in year two. Right. And I yeah. could take the net profit from 18. We're now sitting at 29%, right. I could take the average margin and ticket, you know, up 50%. I think that's what he's talking about. But I think that I don't think that we can live a life anymore. I think there's three buckets. I think there's three buckets at all times. I think there is a bucket of, of you producing tangible income that exists within your hourly rate. I don't care what the passive income books. That's, that's number one. That's the thing you can tr- control. It has the least amount of drag. I show up, I coach people, boom, we're done. Okay. Then you have a vehicle that makes you cash. And then your real estate is your long-term bucket. Once you get those things in symbiotic flow, now we're off to the races. Now the yeah. compound machine is raking, right? takes a long time to get there but when you when you're near 5 7 15 20 in that business that's when you can really start you know i have a good friend diego corzo who's in go abundance and top real estate agent in austin and he's you know done all these things and he said look austin it's really not that complicated he said i make a lot of money at what i do cuz i'm really good at it and i take 60% of what i do and i put it into real estate fast forward 10 years later I got a lot of money. He's like, it's not really, you know, but, but that's not what people do. They take their salary. That's nice. Yeah. And they buy the house, the car, the thing, the things, you know, like we've created a life of comfort because it, it, it comforts our anxiety because we're so worried about what other people think of us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what's so great. We went to 35 States last year and every gas station that I went to, every human being that walked up to me said, Oh, it's been my entire dream, my entire life to do what you're doing and, and do the RV and everything. And I'm like, okay, so do it. No, 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 I could, I could never. Well, how would I? 
it's not that complicated. <laughs> but they don't, but they don't want to, right? They don't, they don't want to leave their friends. They don't know, well, how am I going to find an RV place? And, you know, they, they create all these false narratives in their head to talk themselves out of it, because here's the truth that subconsciously they don't truly want it. So their mind creates false narratives so they can make an excuse about it. So then they can justify why they're not going after the thing they want. Mm. Mm. It's, it's a crazy, it, in your mind, it feels like a crazy jump to do some of the things that you want to do. And it's easy to jump on the con- inconvenience train. I mean, entrepreneurship is a perfect example. There's, you know, you know who the main listeners of my podcast are? People, W2 earners that are sitting in offices, you know, because that's what I did when I was sitting there doing engineering work and I didn't like my environment. I didn't like what I was doing. I plugged in and lived through my ears and it's, it was terrifying. I didn't know there was a whole world out there, but man, I I think it comes back to the simplest form, which we're talking a lot of simplicity today. I love that Austin. Um, What's the simplest form of, of livelihood financially? It's you make money. That's only one part of the component. A lot of people focus on that. I, I get I get lulled into just focusing on that. But you spend money. I mean, we are in a we're in a season right now. If you haven't read the book Profit First, we're in a season right now where we were doing profit first ish with our businesses, which essentially is forcing your businesses to take profit by taking profit first. And we were doing it kind of our version of it. And what we're we're in a season of recommitting to just, hey, it's just how you think. It's how you behave. We were just behaving against having profit for our business. We were leaving profit at the end. We were behaving in a spending pattern that was hurting us getting to our vision. Oh, what? wait, we took some time, looked back. It was painful to look back at the last six months of expenses in our life, in our businesses. It's painful to have to justify things or say, hey, we don't need this, or this was frivolous, or we didn't think about this. That sucked because you have to look in the mirror so much. But you know how much margin was opened up? It's like the levers you were talking about, Austin. Mm-hmm. It's almost like fresh eyes coming in. You're able to like be like, oh, yeah, that was a stupid expense. You don't need this. You just told me. You answered two questions and said that's not important, actually. Oh, wow, your business is imme- immediately more healthy. Well, that ha- works in your personal life, too. And half the time, the reason we're not doing these things like an RV trip is because we create these financial roadblocks in our heads. <laughs> right. Well, I think also knowing who you are, and knowing what you need to be emotionally like comfortable. Like, here's the thing. I am the aggressor in my COO, COO relationship with my COO. He is the, I'm going to pay the bills. I'm going to make sure the operations are go. And I'm like, so here's the deal. Unless you need money, don't tell me about how much bills we're paying. Like the other day we paid like $360,000 worth of bills. I was like, Hey, um, don't, don't ever tell me that again. I was like, but it, I was like, but if you want to tell me that we also collected 180,000 this week, then I can get behind that. That keeps yeah. me emotionally dialed in like, Oh yeah, that feels good. And so like protecting yourself from those things, but also looking yourself in the mirror when it's your personal finances and knowing like, that's the hardest thing, right? Like you don't know much about me, but uh, you know, I was addicted to meth and cocaine and I was homeless and I was a functioning alcoholic for 20 years. So I've been sober for almost uh, four and a half years, you know, changed my whole life around. And because I hid everything that uh, was, was controlling me, 
I hid my addiction. Well, I'm, I, I sell wine and I make cocktails for a living. So it's cool. You know, that's my, that's my job. Right. And what I realized is when I started introducing myself, like I'm divorced, I'm homeless. I was a meth addict and an alcoholic. Nice to meet you. That's how I would introduce myself to people. It didn't control me anymore. Mm. And we spend 90% of our life being controlled by things that we refuse to talk about. Yeah, dude. And guess what? You want to know what's crazy? I've, I've coached probably 12 to 14 people a week for the last five years. Addiction, divorce, stuff that you don't even want to know about. Do you want to know the, the hardest two cases for me coaching? I mean, I'm talking about took everything I got to rip them apart and get them better. Bankruptcy. The shame around that. It's just yeah, the man. personal, dude, I'm talking about people that did bad things. We're fine. Yeah. These two bankruptcies tore up their entire life because the shame associated around talking about finances and what it meant and all this stuff. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? I mean, I, I just, I don't want to talk about anybody else than myself. Cause I just think feeling like I have to say that I've made bad money decisions to any other man, to any other business partner. I mean, that's not, I'm not a fan. Like that is like literally just saying like, I'm weak, you know, like that, that's what I correlate it to in my brain, man. That makes because so what much it actually, sense. What, and what it actually means is I'm learning. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I, that's actually who I want to be us. And I want to be someone that's like humble in that, but it's just how many, uh, how many of my activities had to keep up the perception that I was financially successful. How much you know of my motivation crazy? was the same thing? 800 plus podcasts. I'm talking about people that have, that were making a million dollars a month, lose it all. I'm talking about a guy that lost 30 million. I talked to them and you know, what broke them apart more than anything. All those people I interviewed, it was the community status that killed them the most. What does that say? Bankruptcy and that, what does that say about where we associate uh. everything? Oh man. And, and, you know, on the, on the flip side of this, to get on a path towards being like financially healthy, like even the smallest path, like I said, we're on this profit first journey. And I look back, my wife and I, we had traveled for the last eight months, which sounds amazing, but we were just saying yes to wedding, vacate, uh, destination weddings and these things that weren't on the books for us financially. And I, about three months into this, about end of last year, the shame set in. I said, I don't know how we're going to get the, I don't know where those plane tickets are getting booked out of. And you start grabbing, you start being resourceful in a, in the worst way. And by the end of it, I didn't even, I wasn't looking forward to the trips. I wasn't, why wouldn't I look forward to a, a wedding in Cabo? Uh, because I hate where the money's coming from. I, I have the, the shame, the blanket of shame is starting to let set in. And what it did was it helped the conversation come to the surface. Like you said, Austin, mm -hmm. we finally started to talk about it. I, I, how much of this is between like husband and wife, by the way, like between my wife and I, I just love to see how much fun she was. I wanted us to just live in that euphoria. But I mean, she knew too. She knew once we talked about it, she knew like, this is, this is a season that I'm not really that fond of either. And it's like, you know, we both looked at each other one day. We're like, are we going to enter back? into? because when we got married, we entered a season where we were killing debt, saving money. Life was 
boring, but man, how we were so satisfied with it at the same time. The, you know why? Because the shame was gone that you talk about, dude. Oh man. Shame, shame is, you know, especially dealing with uh, helping people through addiction as much as I have, you know, shame is, uh, shame is the ghost feeling, right? Shame is, I would say of all the emotions and the things that have happened to people, like the shame, right? They're, they're, they're saying, well, you know, I shouldn't have done this. And like, I'll use perfect example. Uh, my first business ever, like the, me and the partnership didn't go well. And like, I walked away from like $30,000 and like, I was just like ripping my part, myself apart, like, like ripping myself apart. And my, my good mentor said like, Hey, did you go, did you go to college? And I was like, wow, I dropped out three times. He's like, well, did you go to business school? I said, no. He's like, well, you just went to business school. It's cool. <laughs> and like the moment that I reframed it, I was like, oh, okay. So like the question is, is like, yeah, saving money is boring as shit. Like I hate the word budget. I, I like, it makes me want to like throw up. Like I hate this <laughs> so much. It's not my style. Right. But if you, if you create games around it, if there's mm. a carrot at the end of it, or there's a reason, or you have a why big enough, that's going to create something that means something to you. Well, then that's going to change the game. Exactly. But not enough people, but not enough people have created that. Right. And this passive investing target, yes, it is passive, but not really passive, right? And so like, I think that we, if we reassociate what it means, right? And that's what I tell people all the time. Like I say, oh, you're a house flipper. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, no, you're not a house flipper. I was like, you're a provider of meals. And he was like, what? I was like, well, you pay your employees to flip your houses and they put food on their table. So does the house flipping mean more to you than it just did about five minutes ago? Well, yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, then reframe it. Yeah, Look man. at it differently, right? Like you're not getting to 25K. You're, you're 25K, like perfect example. You're 25K of whatever your, your podcast, your thing. It's not 25K, it's 25 million. Well, whoa, how's that, Austin? Well, I have a sneaking suspicion that you're going to inspire enough people that when it's all said and done, it's going to be 25 million of passive income. Well, the, the, wow. the goal, the goal just changed. The impact of that just changed. I felt that I got the tingles. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> yeah. Because here's the deal. I got something for you. I think you of all people will like this. So two, six months ago, I had a conversation with myself every morning. I walk every morning. I had, I changed two things about my life. One, I'm not selling shit anymore. I'm not selling me. I'm not selling the vision. I'm not selling the mission for the company myself. No, get on board or get the hell out of my way. That's as simple as that. Uh, I, I'm very intentional about what I do. People know who I am. The second one is I only want to be in business and I only want to run races that I can't win, ever win. Mm. I realized why I wasn't excited anymore is because the mountain wasn't big enough. Mm. And so when you reframe and our goal is 10 bill, it's like, oof, that hurts. Well, how do you get to the first one where the first one's 25 mil and then 50 mil and then a hundred bill? And then, you know, and so like when you make it that big, it's like, you know, and then you have to have short goals, right? But I don't think enough people sit, sit down and they, that vivid vision book, right? I read it twice. I don't think they're sitting down and they're creating space where they're saying, okay, this is cute and this vision's great. But like, how do we make the vision so big that on those days that I don't want to, like, it's really easy to get up for. Mm. Um, and that's, that's what's exciting because let's just call it what it is. Like what you're describing, budgeting, uh, cutting bills is boring as you know what, right? <laughs> right. But, but it means something because 
because I, I tell everybody all the time, if you are 20, you're 25 and you're 30 and you don't have kids yet, every moment that you're wasting, every second that you're wasting is time that you're taking away from your future kid. Every mm. moment that you're throwing away money, everything, think of it that way, that changes yeah, their narrative. That's actually true though. That's like, that's a very, very significant truth. And so many times we've had people that have seen something or listened to a podcast like this. And they're like, the, the hardest thing is getting started. The first domino tipping over the first domino. It's how, how do I get started? We get, that's the, the question. Yeah. How do people get started? And it's, it's vision. We've said that word, but all of a sudden now I hope people didn't tune out because that's kind of a buzzword. And it's like, no, no, no. You actually, if you were going anywhere, you would plug the address into your GPS and you'd literally see the blue line take you to where you need to go. And you'd zoom out a little bit. You'd zoom out to see, okay, yep, I see it's going in the general direction. And then you'd zoom back into your local and make the turns you need to. Like, I've just gotten really addicted to re-engineering a path to get somewhere. And I've, I, I, it's not my idea. This is every top performer I know says, okay, this is specifically where I'm going. Now I have 62 months until that time happens, according to my goal. What is happening each of those 62 months? I mean, that's like a, actually a fun activity. Like you put 62 lines on your, and you say one thing you're doing, you realize, holy shit, I can get a lot accomplished in a small amount of time. Like, in and vision creation, again, don't make it complicated. 62 months might be complicated. I love quarters. Like I said, a three-year, from now until 2025, from now until Christmas 2025 is 10 quarters away. And, and that's a significant, like in 2025, Austin, you and I are going to be very different people. Like we're going to be vastly different. Our businesses are going to look different. And I hope in the right way with, you know, you're created by your habits, your thoughts, whatever, but 10 quarters, that's like, not, I mean, that's time's ticking, but you still have a lot you can get done in those quarters. And that's fun to think about what you can pack and, and what five things you can get done each of those quarters. And, you know, it, it gets you to where you want to go. So many people don't even take a legal pad and just, just sketch something out quick, write it down with a pen. That's my encouragement today. Don't get on your phone, you know, just like sketch out what those 10 quarters look like and, and where you're going to be in 2025 by Christmas, you know? Yeah. And then ultimately at the end of the day, um, you know, you could, this is my kind of joke, but I'm being serious. Like you could not do any of those things. We know where we're going. So mm -hmm. like, I'm good. Right. So, but what I'm saying is I'm tired of like, I I'm tired of like pulling people and trying to tell them that this is the right thing to do. I've been saying the same thing for five years, like, you know, smile, write down your goals, drink water, work out, be nice, <laughs> be nice to your neighbors. It's not that complicated, but we've, but what we've done is we've created complexity in our minds so we can make an excuse to not do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And what I mean by that is like, you can read all the real estate books and you can do all that, but what would it look like? I'm just throwing this out there. What would it look like if for 10 years straight, you bought one rental every year for 10 years? It'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go buy all the apartments in the Airbnbs and all this stuff. Like my joke is like every Airbnb investor I've met, because I did it for seven years before there was even Airbnb. They were like, oh, I want 300 Airbnbs. And then you meet them like seven months later and they're like, I need like six are good. 
it's like <laughs> you know it's like but like they've realized right like you actually have to be done but you're only going to learn what you need to be successful in the act of doing the thing mm -hmm. and if you don't do the thing then don't expect success yeah and there's there's been an interesting moment of finding joy in the battle you know the weekly battle of like actually the work that's being done and being like like you said you're you're not chasing 25k you're actually turning into the man or the woman or the married couple that you always wanted to you know mm -hmm. because in order to do some of these things you know you have to get up earlier and you have to have morning habits and you have to talk about money and you have to have a kind of a plan around that and you, there's communication in my marriage and all these byproducts which are actually the things I like and want the most, mm -hmm. but you know, they're in pursuit of that. You know, I, I find so much joy because there's nobody that runs as fast as I do. It's just simple as that. Maybe my business partners in the private equity firm, we all move really quickly. Like that's what suffocates everybody that's around us. Like they're like, like, Oh my God. But it's been such a pleasure to learn how to get 50 other humans rowing in the same direction and giving them grace for never having any of this in their life, personal development, get out of here. They don't even know what that is, <laughs> but like, but like dripping it in slowly, but surely and watching them, for example, everybody in the company smokes cigarettes, everybody, simple as that. <laughs> we're, we're in a rural area. They all smoke. This is what they do. They drink. I don't give a shit what they do. Without saying anything, some of them have stopped smoking. We didn't even say anything, but it's just the act of like, we're going to be better. We're going to be healthier. Like now we're going to build a gym for them. Like, and here's the deal. Me and the CEO, CEO are not going to ask them to come work out with us. But when they get there at 7 a.m. 7 and the boss and the CEO are pounding weights. Yeah, you think they're gonna come in there? You think they're gonna show up early? I do. Yeah, and, and you're see, giving them a high five. Yeah, dude. And see, and see that that was the change for me when I got sober. Was I tried to tell everybody what to do, and when I stopped doing that and just I was the best version of myself. People started doing it because they were inspired by it, not because I told them to. Mm. Yeah, I love it when I hear the description of the difference between motivation and inspiration, you know, they've heard, I've heard motivation described as an external force that's, you know, making you want to do something or but inspiration is within, like, you don't, you don't necessarily, somebody else doesn't, you know, have your inspiration for you. Like that happens from where something in you, something that you're tied to a message or, you know, and you don't, you can't ignore inspiration. You know, motivation comes and goes, mm -hmm. but like once you're inspired game over, you know, and that's, I think, I think that's like watching, watching those go before you, you know, like what it finally, you know, seeing, seeing the same message in different season of your own life finally hits you. Boom. Let's go, mm -hmm. you know? No, hundred percent. And then ultimately like, do you, and I'm just curious, weird question. I don't know why I thought about this. Do you, do you find it difficult sometimes for you and your wife to find other couples? I mean, you have the mastermind, of course, but like locally, have y'all found an issue with like 
maybe you don't want to like party all night and do it like y'all are focused. Like, have you, have you, have you found that, that issue? Oh man. Like this was a front row dad's uh, concept that was brought to me, which was you either share a common future or a common past with people in your life. And it, when you put those two buckets out there, there's many buckets, right? But like, if you just use those two buckets, like you could just, you knew exactly what you're going to get. You knew exactly. And it's, it's really hard because your past was, I mean, it's part of you. Like, see, it's, it's hard not to get drawn into that. Nostalgia is real. Like, man, some of these big moments, like the 4th of July, which just happened. And that's all people that I share a past with. That's where, who we spend time with. And guess what we do? We do activities from what we did in the past. We talk about the past. But it's funny when I get in a group like Front Row Dads, all we do is talk about the future. That's it. You know, we're just talking about who we want to be, where we want to go, where, where, what things we want to do with our kids, our family, with others, the impacts we want to make. And see, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think, I think the pendulum's got a swing, but man, we definitely have felt the line drawn more firmly when we kind of got loud about our goals. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of people that want to spend 45 minutes talking about the nuance of branding versus marketing in a rural area. You know, I could go on for like 45 minutes about the different platforms and how we're going to, you know, that's what we were doing, you know, before this call, I have two owners in from out of town. Like I just, I just nerd out on that stuff. Right. Because like, because like I find so much enjoyment of like, because I have, I, I, I carry such a weird, this is like, this is one of the weirdest situations in my life because I am an owner and there's owners that don't live here, but I'm also the acting CEO. So I have to have a mindset on, uh, I'm the boss and you have to answer to me. I don't care that, you know, cause I'm also talking to myself. So I have to shut down. I get to make short-term decisions, but I also have to think long-term decisions. And then I also have to deal with where we are today, but I'm already thinking about where we're going to be five years from now. And so to live in all those modalities, I find it great, but I can handle all that. But it, it does, it does, it does get a little weird because I try to remind myself like, Hey, you know, six months ago, they didn't even, they were using paper still. Like we, like what we've done in a hundred days is like more than most people do in five years. And so like, maybe it's time to like breathe for a minute. Right. And so like, <laughs> you, you know, like I have to remind myself. Right. And, and so like, I, this is not a city like you, you, you in Austin, it's like, you know, when I came from Austin, it's like, boom, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. So, you know, for me, it's like, reminding myself and the people I'm around that there's still opportunity to like pause, right? Like what I'm realizing is like what I'm getting paid for now is my decisions, not my actions. Yeah. And so my health and my recharge needs to be my number one focus. Like that's a huge identity shift for me. And it's very hard, right? Like I just negotiated a deal. It's probably going to make us a million bucks. That cost us like nine grand. And that took me two hours and it was, I made it happen. Right. But like, I have to realize that that's work now. Yeah. 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 You don't have to when go I used to work like 60, work yeah, when I used to like, work like 60, 80 hours a week. Right. And so like the, the identity shifts and, 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 you know, I haven't had a family before, but the identity of your family is a moving object as well, too. We're, we're a family that cares about passive income and our future. Mm. And, and sometimes that identity doesn't, doesn't, doesn't jive with, with people around you. Yeah, dude, I I love what you just said. Like, and it, to me, it was like being self-aware in this moment. I had this feeling this last weekend 
when a lot of the reasons why behind creating that financial freedom, which many people are on that journey, it's, I think it's the most worthwhile journey you can be on because it's the, you get your time, it's a chase towards your time. But then I had this moment where I realized like my life is right in front of me. Like I'm watching it. Like my little three-year-old daughter, my one-year-old son, my wife, she is pregnant with our third coming. Like we're, 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 we got stuff happening with the family, but it's like, I don't have this like, oh, well, we're married now. Like, let's have kids or, you know, we have the business got to this girl. Like, let's get to the next one. And I, I'm a futuristic. I have that attribute as a personality, but I was like, wait, what, what about right now? Like, don't, don't let myself sacrifice like this exact right now, you know? And so that was a big schedule shift for me. That's when I, that's when like for the guy that wants to get going at five and work till nine, like you said, you know, I gotta, I gotta think about what does it look like for me to try to, you know, I think that's the ultimate, the ultimate challenge is how can you get more done in the hours wow. in less hours? Right. My favorite, my favorite guy is Alex Ramosi. And he always says to people, he says, Oh, you're crushing it. Right. You got it all figured out. He goes, do what you're doing now in three days a week and then come back and talk to me. Yeah. 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 I mean, think of the people that are like an amazing place with business or net worth, whatever. And guess what? They're probably sleeping with this and it's a seven day gig. And that's like a badge. Well, I met a guy last week that was, had a similar size business, but he only worked 20 hours a week. And do you want this? You ready? You ready? <laughs> my, my mentor in Arizona, you ready? Yeah. Nine businesses, nine businesses, five kids. The oldest one is 18, but the rest are eight and below. Um, doesn't own a laptop runs everything from his phone. He works from 10 to one Monday through Thursday. Come on. They, they do 500 real strange transactions a year with no marketing. Dude, that why that. So, I mean, everybody's got a next level when you hear that, like that, that has to be it, you know? And it's so, it's so wild to me because <laughs> we talk all the time. He's tried to retire three times. So he's three times he's bought thousand acre ranches, set out there for a month and goes, this is dumb. And, and so, and so it's just wild to me because he's so passionate about it being a dad. And what I try to remember, what I try to remind him is yes, being available for your kids is important. And that's something that you have to share with them because that's your time. But you also have to understand that your kids have to believe in something. Mm-hmm. And you chasing your own dreams is part of what they need to believe in. So don't not do what you want to just to be present for your kids. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool, that's a very cool concept. Like changing out of who you are, who, what got you to where you are just to give in. That's not gonna, that's not inspiring. The kids are more interested on how you got there maybe, you know, or, you know, I know, I know young kids, like they're so addicted to your time. If it was their way, they'd just have all of you all the time man, they didn't get to see you in the trenches swinging that hammer, you know, that's a really, and my second joke is the better you, so this is a, this is my joke about business. So the better you get at cooking, the farther you get away from the kitchen. Yeah. 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 So the thing that got you to where you were going, when you get better, you get farther away. Like I don't have any fun anymore. Like my entire job is hanging out with lawyers and insurance people and firing people. Like that's not, you know, like I don't get to do any of the work, right? Like sometimes I go on the field with the guys, right? So we need to understand that, that, that 
we have to find different ways to fill ourselves up because the thing that, that we were excited about that got us started as your company scales, the only way to scale is to put other people in, in charge. So you're going to move off the thing that you were excited about the most. Mm. Right. And, and I think, I think that that all centers around the fact that you've made your identity hundred percent what you do instead of who you are. Mm. And so I don't have goals. I'm, I'm a different cat. Okay. I do have goals, but I base my life off of values of what I live by and who I am. And those things don't need the wind to blow one way or the other to be me. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really good. And uh, it's, it's kind of like this the story I've heard is, you know, if you love playing guitar, you know, if you go and become a professional guitar player, like you, you, you can fall out of love with it, you know, like, well, what do they, what do they say? Be careful of the song that you write. Cause you might have to play it 10,000 yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then it's like, not, yeah. how much would you like that song after that? Uh, you'd turn the rate, it'd come on the radio and you'd shut yeah. the radio off. <laughs> so, and if people want to find the podcast, they want to listen to it. They want to find out about what y'all have going on. How would they do that? Yeah. So we, I would say the podcast is an amazing way to find us. We've had some great guests this year so far. We're on year two of, of episodes. Uh, so passive 25 K podcast can find us at youtube.com. I think it's slash at P two five KG. That's also highlighted on our website, wwwp 25 kgcom So that's a great way to find us. And here's the thing. I love hearing about people's journeys that they might be on, or if they're looking to start it, we do a free call with me to say, hey, let's hear what you got. What, what's your what's your vision? Because um, like I said, a lot of people are like, they want next steps to get started. Um, and I love hearing uh, where people's heads are at. So that's a button on our website as well for you to, to schedule some time on my calendar and we can just have a chat. Um, this is the stuff I geek out about. So I love it. Guys, if you got some value from this episode, send it to your friends and we'll see you next time.